Nick joins us. Make sure you check out his podcast, You Better You Bet. I went on there last week, had a great time with the fellas uh, going into the divisional round last Sunday. And, Nick, it's good to have you back on. I want to start, though, with this Burrow 3-0 and against Mahomes. Everybody's looking at this. I know the line has moved. I want you to explain what happened at the beginning of the week. Now we're Thursday, and all of a sudden the Chiefs are back favored. I think it's one point. What's going on? Yeah, first, great to be on with you. And Carl, you killed it on the show last week. We'd love to have you on the show this past Sunday. Baldy comes on every week. So great to be on here with you guys. So really interesting movements um, as far as like the point spread of this game is concerned. And even if like you're not a big better or if like you're not like in tune with betting markets, I think what I'm going to say is, is going to make a lot of sense. So if Patrick Mahomes were fully healthy, right? So like the high ankle sprain never happens. Kansas City beats Jacksonville. Cincinnati beats Buffalo. Kansas City probably is like a three and a half point favorite in this game. Kansas City favored by more than three against Cincinnati. But because of what we saw in the game, right? Mahomes with the high ankle sprain, the reporting coming out that it is confirmed it's a high ankle sprain, even with no further damage, coupled with how well Cincinnati looked and dominating Buffalo on Sunday, coupled with Carl, as you said, Cincinnati basically beating Kansas City three straight times over the course of the last calendar year or so, pushes Cincinnati to be a favorite in the game. And I said on you better you bet on Monday my expectation is until we get more information there's no reason why if Cincinnati is going to be a one-point favorite that they wouldn't just get bet up to minus two and a half so for people that say oh well like one to two and a half that's an interesting move like it's not in a game with two offenses like this and a total in the high 40s that may finish in the low 50s by the time it's all said and done the game is extremely unlikely to land on the numbers one or two just very unlikely possible, but that's more likely in a game with a total of like 36, right? With like a lot more field goals, right? Where you it could land in that range, where unlikely that it would land one or two. So like Cincinnati minus two and a half is ostensibly the same thing as Cincinnati minus one or like Kansas City minus one. So it's basically still just pick the winner of the game at all of these points. But Kansas City now sits as a favorite. And Carl, why is that true? Because yesterday on Wednesday, you know, Andy Reid does his press conference and says Patrick Mahomes will practice in full today. Mahomes talks to reporters at his press conference and says, I'm going to practice. Then like walks off and we have the video of him walking, like being broken down and analyzed like the Sapruder <laughs> film. Before practice, Mahomes is stretching with Travis Kelsey. We've got like everyone's breaking down, like how's he looking stretching. And then we wait on the practice report, which comes out around like 4.30 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday. Full practice. No limited designation, no injury status for Patrick Mahomes. So now people are like, okay, like I think we have hit like the like the information that we're going to get here in this game as it regards Mahomes. My expectation is we will get no new information here on Mahomes. Now, I could be wrong. Something could come out. He regresses. We'll see. But my thought is if Mahomes practices in full on Wednesday, why wouldn't he practice in full on Thursday? Why wouldn't he practice in full on Friday? So, like, we are not going to get any new information here. Like, that is it. Like, mm -hmm. we have the information. So then we also have in tow, like, 2019, and Andy Reid has referenced this, right? The high ankle sprain Mahomes suffered in the season opener against Jacksonville and Nick Foles. You know, week, week two, Kansas City played the Raiders. Mahomes, 443 passing yards. Week three, the first, like, Lamar-Mahomes duel against the Ravens, 373 passing yards. So, like, Mahomes isn't going to have the mobility, like the Houdini escapability that helps make him such a singular talent, but he's still going to be able to throw the football here. And I think now people are like, all right, like, Kansas City should probably be favored in the game. Now, never minus three. 
That's never going to happen. Like the first key number up. We will never get there. Cincinnati would get bet immediately just because of skepticism about Mahomes. But I think we're in the right range now where Kansas City deserves to be a small favorite in the game. So just like Carl and Baldy, my betting advice for people, like I can give my opinion. My opinion is that Kansas City should be favored in the game. But the best betting advice, if you like Kansas City, the time to bet it is now. Because like the number will probably trickle up a little bit as we approach game time. Again, if the information is going to remain static, like nothing else is going to change. And also, the total will be bet up. Why? Because if Mahomes is going to be good, more scoring is going to be expected in the game. So Chiefs and over, like do not wait to place those bets. That's where we started, Carl, and that's how we got to where we're at right now on Thursday. Are the Bengals flat out better? I don't think so, but I mean, like, I'm willing to be wrong. That's just, like, my opinion, right? I think Kansas City's better. I, But then again, like, you know, like, I, I may have a blind spot for Cincinnati. Um, longtime listeners of You Better You Bet will know. We bet against the Bengals, my co-host Ken Barkley and I, against the Raiders, they covered. Against the Titans, they covered. Against the Chiefs, they covered. We we beat the, the, the market in all three games, and still they still covered the spread, which was brutal. And then bet Buffalo last week and had Buffalo Futures, and Cincinnati obviously kicked their asses in the game, like dominated from start to finish. So maybe this is a blind spot for me with Cincinnati, and Cincinnati's just going to go in there and handle business against Kansas City. I still think there's a difference between these teams. And Baldy, you did a great job. On Wednesday on You Better You Bet bringing this up, Buffalo got no pass rush, none against Cincinnati. And we could say, oh, well, like the snow kind of neutralized things. I don't know. I thought Cincinnati's defensive line looked pretty good. Like Buffalo's defensive players, like without Von Miller, like these young pass rushers just didn't step up to the plate. I think yeah. it's going to be a different story this week with Kansas City's pass rush. Kansas City's got a better rush, Nick. You know, the one thing I was telling Carl, you go back to these three games, everybody wants to look to these three games over the past year you know, between Kansas City and Cincinnati. I mean, Cincinnati doesn't turn the ball over against them. They've turned over the ball over one time. You go in the snow, in those conditions last week in Buffalo, you don't come close to throwing one bad ball, putting the ball on the ground where somebody else is recovering it for you. Like, they, they take care of the football. Like, they are not sloppy. And they're not going to be sloppy this week. Now, you know, maybe one of these young offensive linemen regresses, Jackson Carmen or, you know, whether it's, you know, Max Sharping against Chris Jones. I You know, that might happen this week. You know, I mean, I think Steve Spagnuolo's got to do something to just literally shake Joe Burrow up. Like, they got to do something. Like, if you just let that guy get in the rhythm and attack these two rookie corners, like, it, it's going to look like what we saw maybe last week, at least offensively. Uh, you know, I think, you know, I think Patrick Mahomes in their offense is much better than Buffalo's. I, I think Buffalo just looks really stale with what they're doing. You just can't want Josh Allen to run around and just make these hero type plays. Like that's, it, it sounds like it looks like that's what they kind of look around and do. Let's shift gears and talk about the Eagles before we get out of here. Um, I, I cannot in my, my right mind bet against the Eagles in this situation. That's how I feel. You say bet how you feel. That's how I feel. But I need to know from you, are there any prop bets going into this game? Eagles, 49ers that you might be looking at because maybe a lot of people feel like I do. They go, well, it's Eagles. If I'm not betting the Eagles, I'm not betting 49ers on the road because Purdy hasn't shown me anything on the road. What about these prop bets? Are there anything that's out there that makes makes sense? And Carl, I'll say this. If you like the Eagles, like I would look to bet this sooner rather than later also. It's basically close to hitting three Eagles minus two and a half. And you would rather bet Eagles, obviously, minus two and a half than minus three. And just like quickly on that and why I think that's the case. Like 
injury stuff is could potentially like give San Francisco like people would want to bet the Niners. And I know that McCaffrey and Debo don't practice on Wednesday. Kyle Shanahan also told reporters like they're both going to play. Debo mm. told reporters he's going to play. So if like they both practice in full on Thursday along with Elijah Mitchell, it's not going to be like betters like, oh my God, they're all going to play. We didn't think they were going to. Like we know they're going to play in the game already. So I kind of think like this point spread's only going in one direction. And I think it's up towards Philly. So if you like the Eagles, I would look to bet it now. If you like San Francisco, I would look to wait a little bit. As far as prop bets go for this game, A.J. Brown practicing in full on Wednesday is a big deal for the Eagles. And if he continues to practice in full and is looking good, no injury designation, I think that's the way Philly's going to have a lot of success here. And, like, Baldy, you did a great job breaking this down on You Better You Bet with the way, like, like uh, both defensive lines are going to look in this game, right? Where Philly is not going to be able to run the ball for a million yards like it did against the Giants on Saturday night against San Francisco. And how can you beat this Niners defense? Like, you can throw on them a little bit. Dak, Dak missed some throws, had other opportunities, beat them over the top. Like, yep. why, why, why can't Jalen do that if A.J. Brown's fully healthy and Devontae Smith are fully healthy? So, for me, I would look away from kind of like Miles Sanders and the Philadelphia run game. Even Goddard, if Fred Warner's going to be on him. Like, Fred Warner's obviously good enough to cover C.D. Lamb. We saw that last week. And I would look to the two boundary receivers for the Eagles, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. And for San Francisco, and we talked about this last week, the Giants were never going to have success in the passing game against Philly on the perimeter, right? With Bradbury and Slay, with their receivers, Hodgins and Slayton. Now, Richie James had a level of success over the middle of the field, where Howie Roseman does a great job, Eagles GM, with team building. But I think kind of like, the off-ball linebacker strong, like safeties, like that's kind of like an area of weakness that you can attack. And like, I think they've correctly diagnosed, like had a team build, right? Because they're awesome. But I think it's going to leave the middle of the field a little susceptible here. And where the Giants couldn't hit them, San Francisco is going to be able to with Kittle, with Debo Samuel, and with Christian McCaffrey coming out of the backfield here. So for me, it's less like Brandon Ayuk on the perimeter, potentially. If Ayuk's in the slot, it's a different story. And more like San Francisco's focused attack over the middle. I want no part of Mitchell and McCaffrey rushing yards against this Eagles defensive line, which is built but they're there to stop the run, basically, and also rush the passer. I think this is going to be a lot of Purdy gets the snap, holds the ball for a second, and tries to throw it to one of these after-the-catch wizards over the middle. So it's Kittle and Debo and McCaffrey receiving yards would be where I would look as far as the on-field handicap goes. I love it, man. We got to get out of here. I know you've got stuff to do. He's got stuff to do. I've got stuff to do. Go on. We got to get ready for the championship games. Nick, tell the people where they can follow you and check out the podcast. Yep, I'm on Twitter at the Costos, T-H-E-K-O-S-T-O-S. You better, you bet is the show, 3 to 7 p.m. weekdays. Search You Bet wherever you find your podcast, odyssey.com, the app, YouTube, and Twitch, radio stations nationwide. And uh, we're on Sunday morning, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, nationally, getting you set to bet and hopefully win on Championship Sunday. Cannot wait, guys. Nick, thanks again. Baldy, we'll talk next week. Guys, we'll be talking Super Bowl. Who's going to the Super Bowl? We're about to find out on Sunday. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here in the huddle. Subscribe. Tuesdays and Thursdays, we put out new episodes. Everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. We'll talk to you next week.